You're listening to a message from Hope Central in Adelaide, South Australia. If you would like to know more about Hope Central or any of our ministries, please visit hopecentral.org.au. Let's start with the scripture. It was a good way to start. Uh, in Romans 12, 4 to 8, it says this, For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them, if it's prophecy, in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation and the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. I'm speaking today uh, on every member a minister. Um, I'm at that, uh, my kids are at that age now where all their friends are are part of clubs and doing like athletics and swimming lessons and footy and, and sport and my son's doing acting classes and cadets and and I just think, how do parents keep up with all of this? Like, some friends of ours, their whole weekend is just full of gymnastics and sports and everything. And we're like, I don't know if we can keep up with this. And uh, anyway, I, we took Lily to, um, my little Lily, to gymnastics. And uh, they sign you up at the start. And, and there's this, this form at the start that tells you what the club expectations are. And I'm reading through it and I'm like, yep, nah, 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 I, I don't want to do that. There's things like, I need to help pack up the mats at the end of, of the thing. And I'm like, well, what am I paying for if I have to pack up all the mats at the end of a, a lesson? Like, what's that about? And they're like, and I'm like I, don't, I don't want that. I, I don't want to be a part of that. I, I'm just happy for my Lily to go along and do some belly flops on a mat and I can watch. I'm happy for that. But I, I'm not getting involved. I'm not helping them to do their somersaults and stuff. It's not, it's not me. I'm not passionate about gymnastics. I can barely bend my legs today. You can tell I'm not passionate about gymnastics. And I was like, I don't want to be a part of this. And then Eddie, like, wants to join all these clubs and be a part of everything. And he, he was doing this little athletics thing for a while. And it, they, they do a come and try. And I always say to Eddie, my legs move really fast when I run, but my body just doesn't move. Does anyone else have that? It's like those cartoons where the legs are running like this. And like, I'm running as fast as I can. And everybody's just overtaking me walking. And I'm like, I just can't, can't run. And so Eddie's asking me for advice. I've got no idea. But he goes to this little athletics, and we get there, and we're like, uh, okay, what do we do? And they said, oh, just stand over there for a minute. We're about to do a presentation. And I said, oh, okay. And so we're standing in the corner, and there's about, probably would have been about 80, 90 people there and all these kids. And they start doing this presentation, and they're doing, oh, this person got a PB. This person got a PB. Well done to Jared, who jumped onto the high jump mat. It's really good. And I'm looking at my watch, and this went for about 45 minutes. And I was like, when, when's Eddie going to start running? Because Eddie's asking me when he's going to start running. But we're standing there doing this presentation. And there are people absolutely loving it. They're like, oh, I've got a PB. And they're all cheering. And I'm just not part of this. Like, I'm watching. And I'm like, I have no interest in Jared getting a PB. <laughs> I could care less if that's his personal best. I mean, I could do better than that. Just saying. <laughs> but it's like, I, I could care less. I'm not, I'm not interested in that. And I'm, it's not because I'm a bad person. It's because I'm not part of that club. Why would you open up a club on the first day and do a 45-minute presentation with new people there? They're, just, they're not going to get it. They're gonna, well, I didn't anyway, obviously, because I'm a bit special with that stuff, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not interested in this. 
Well, thank goodness. Anyway, Eddie is now doing cadets, and uh, that's, that's actually really good because I just get to sit in the car for a couple of hours while he goes around shooting trees and stuff and running around in his camo outfit. It's great. It's good for him. But uh, <laughs> people, people love these clubs, don't they? And, and when we went to uh, this cadets, there was this guy there who was just like he, he... This wasn't him, by the way. This isn't the cadets that I've signed Eddie up to. But he loves it. He loves the club. And I, everything within me, I stand back because I want to be respectful you know, and they're doing these these uh, parades, I think they were called. Is that right, love? They call them parades? Man is like, I don't know. They, they, they do this, like, marching stuff. Oh, that hurts. But they're, like, they're like doing all this stuff and trying to... And I'm like, <laughs> why don't you just walk? Like, why don't you just walk around? And, and they're, like, so passionate about getting it right. And Eddie was in this group. They're all lined up. And uh, all of them are in their, their uh, outfit, their uniform. But Eddie isn't because he's trying and um, the lieutenant, sergeant, corporal, one of the ranking officers there, the guy in charge, he, he saluted the, the, um, the other guys. <laughs> I'm pretty military-based, you can tell. <laughs> and uh, the soldiers, and, uh, and Eddie saluted, and Eddie saluted, and the guy in charge just shouted, said, do not salute in civilian clothes. And, and Eddie was like, mm, like this, and... <laughs> I think he had to go and change his undies afterwards. It was like the, the worst experience for him. But he, he took it and he loves it. Like Eddie loves it. And he's like, yeah, I don't care. He shouted at me. And even though Eddie is like quite susceptible to loud noises, like a motorbike will drive past their house. And, like, and he'd be like, oh, what was that? But this guy shouting at him, he didn't seem to care because he was so attached to it. He's like, I love it. I love this. And he was so excited. And he's like, I can't wait to get in uniform so I can salute. I'm like, yeah, me too, mate. But these, these people, they're like, they love it. They love it. They're, they're a part of the club. They're, they're, they're hooked on it. They live and breathe it. And this guy, when I was talking to him afterwards, he was saying how um, before COVID, they had something like 80 kids. And then after COVID, they're lucky to get four or five kids to this. And, and I'm reflecting back to youth days, you know, and like some nights you might get 50 kids at youth and then others you might get three or four. And you're like, what happened? You're like, you're so passionate about trying to let it grow. And I saw that in this guy. He was so attached to the club. He really wanted this to grow and he wanted every opportunity he could in the club he's like I want to be a part of it I want to clean the toilets there I want to make these kids feel like they're soldiers I want to make the parents feel like they're a part of it I want everybody to experience the club like I'm experienced it like I am experienced it sorry you know when the club was doing poorly like this guy you could see it when he was talking about it the way his like demeanor and everything changed and it's like, it wasn't happening now. I mean, there was like 15 kids there on that night. But you could see him when he said the club took a, a bit of a hit. He was like, it was in him. It was coming out of him. And you could hear it in his voice. And when they had new people joining, when they saw us come, it was, it was a bit awkward when we hopped out the car and they saw us come. It's like everyone sort of like, they're on a group and they all sort of turn around and like stare at us. And we've got like, it's like a 120 metre walk before we get to them across the whole oval. So we're like the whole time like, I try not to, don't make eye contact until we get to a comfortable distance sort of thing. It was weird. When they, they were talking about all these um, things that they do for like Anzac Day and they go over to Moonter and they, they do stuff on the shore there and things like that. And the passion this guy was trying to get, like getting excited about this. is like, yeah, when we do it, it's so much fun. The kids love it. We all get in a bus and we stop off at a bakery and, and all these things. I'm like, yep, that's, I'm, I'm not feeling it. But he was and I could see it on him. He was loving it. You know, he saw, he felt and experienced everything the club would go through. Isn't that interesting? Like, 
everything the club would go through, he was feeling and he, was, he, was, he wasn't in charge of the club. He was just one of the people that were part of this club. You know, I want to talk today about, about every member being a minister. But let's, let's talk about being a member. You know, the word member um, in Latin, membrum, means limb, member of the body, body part or organ, an integral part of an animal body having a distinct function. Body, body parts, connected. In Corinthians it says this. It says, if one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honoured, all rejoice together. You know, Corinthians talks about us all being members of the body. And it mentions, just like it says there, if one suffers, all suffer. If we, one rejoices, we all rejoice. Have you ever had a toothache? Yeah, why does your whole body hurt when you have a toothache? Has anyone experienced that? No? Okay, well, I have. And <laughs> I had a shoulder ache a little while ago, and, and I got healed from a staff meeting. It was fantastic. That's how good our staff meetings are. And I, I couldn't raise my arm. It was my right. I couldn't raise my arm. Anyway, I came in to the staff meeting and everyone asked if I was all right because I was walking in like this. Because I was nursing my shoulder and I didn't want to, like, any sudden movements or jolts because there's sudden movement. I was like, oh, like, it was excruciating. I think it was like a burst or something on, on my shoulder. I don't know if anyone's had one of them, but it's like, it's actually quite painful. But my whole body was trying to nurse my shoulder to the point where I was just walking weird. And people are like, why are you walking weird? And it's like, I've got a sore shoulder. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why are you walking weird because you've got a sore shoulder? But my whole body was looking after my shoulder. And it's like when I say with a toothache before, it's like you go to bed, it's like there's nothing else you can think about when you've got a toothache and you go to bed. Like nothing. And your head's like pounding. Every part of your body is like, I just want this to be gone so I can get some sleep. And I thought about that and I thought, <clears throat> it's like uh, being part of the body, you're affected by things that happen in the body. You're excited by things that happen in the body. I, I get this medication every now and then um, for my eczema and my asthma. <clears throat> and um, when I go on it, I feel like I'm on cloud nine. I feel invincible. I feel like I'm 14 again. You know, I can run around, I can run through walls and do all sorts of stuff. And then when I come off it, it's like, oh, you know, but my whole body experiences it and I, and I feel great again. And so I thought about this, that being part of the body, it's like a, it's like, we experience everything together, don't we, when, when we're attached to the body. So I thought I'd do this with you today, a membership check. I want to check if we're a, we're a member. And the way I really felt to go about this is the five senses of our body. What, what are the five senses? I've got them up there. We've got feel, see, hear, smell, and taste. And this is what I want to ask yourself. I want you to reflect on this. If you're a member of the body, these are things that you will experience in the body. You'll feel God's presence, but not in it just for yourself. You'll, you'll feel it because you're, you're attached. Not just God's presence for me, but God's presence in the body. I can feel it moving around in other people. I can feel it happening. I can see God working, but all around me. I can see it happening all around me. I can hear God in the body. I can hear it. I can hear what God is saying to me from the body, and I can hear what he's saying for the body. I love the smell. That was, that was a hard one. But I really felt God say to me, he says, this, this is interesting. If you're not attached, the appeal of somewhere else is greater than the body that you're not attached to. Isn't that an interesting thought? 
the appeal of somewhere else. Like, you know, when you smell food, when they do cooking here at church in their cap, uh, kitchen out there, I'm in my office and I'm just sort of led by my nose, just sort of out to the kitchen. I'm always up for taste tests. But taste. I've written here, if you're not satisfied with what, is God, with what God is doing in the body, you're not, you're not attached. You're not attached. God is doing something in the body. And this is something that came to me a long time ago. I, I, I really felt that where I was at one stage in my life, I thought the body didn't have anything for me. And I felt like there's nothing happening here and I need to find where God is. And it took me about four or five years after that with a massive rebuke. God is everywhere. God is actually everywhere. And when you hear someone say, God's not working here, you'll be careful about that person. They're not attached. What they're hearing is, what's in it for me from the body? It's like that sore shoulder, but never looking for healing, just going, I'm sore, and relying on the whole body to continue to nurse it. They're attached, but only from a one way. It's not reciprocated. It's one way. I'm not, I'm not hearing from God here. I'm, I'm not experiencing God here. I need to find it somewhere else. It's boring. It's not for me. It's, it's a scary place to be in. But people often use these checklists uh, like, a, like from the point of view of that. It's like, what, what's in it for me from the body? I want to pause for a second here, just for a second. And, and I want to say this. I, I was looking up, when I, when I look up what I'm preaching about, I like to often look up the opposite of what I'm feeling where God wants me to go, just to get a, you know, something different to what I'm talking about. And uh, I thought member, opposite of, dis, of, of member is dismember. Yeah. So I typed that in on Google and Google Images. That was fantastic. Um, and... Uh, I went down this rabbit hole of medieval torture for like like three days and uh, I don't feel any better for it, I can promise you that. But the, the horrendous stuff that would happen, the, like, like the, the pictures, these things, like the torture that they would do, it's slightly blurred out so you can't see all the detail in it. It's not just a bad drawing. But the, the torture that they would go through um, back then was horrendous and this is a funny thought God sort of shared with me it's like they, they would often do it to people like this that thought differently to them not people that wanted to be separate from them people that just thought differently to them that weren't attached to whatever they were saying they would dismember them I mean that's horrendous isn't it to be dismembered like that but this is the thing being dismembered really hurts it really hurts. You're not, you're not attached anymore. You're, you're, you, you feel something. You feel like I'm not connected. I'm, I'm not here. And this is really hurting me. And so you're in a place of, of being hurt. And I feel that there's, there's people here today, like myself, I've been through it myself, where you feel like I'm not, I'm not attached and you're not aware of it that you're not attached, but you just feel like something's not right and I can't re-engage with the body. I can't re-engage with, with this. Like me at the club when they're doing 45-minute presentation, I was just like, I cannot engage with this. Even though there's people enjoying it and there's people that are really engrossed in this and it's their life, I'm sitting back, I'm seeing all of that and I'm still going, I'm, I can't engage with this. And it could be for whatever. 
There could be past hurts. It could be a time where you felt like, I've really got this for the body and I really want to give this to the body and I want to, I want to, I want to say this so that people can hear it and I want to, want to give this and it wasn't received in the way that you felt it should be. Or maybe you felt like I was used in the past and people don't realize I was working eight days a week to, for, the, for the body and no one even said thank you or, or maybe they really didn't and no one valued it in it and you have this hurt and, it, and it's sitting there. And the thing is, with being detached, dismembered, it's really hard to put that back together, isn't it? It's really hard to bring something like that back together. And that's what a lot of us are, are feeling. I feel that. I feel that when I talk to people. I feel like that's what they're experiencing. They're feeling this dismemberment, this, this um, being, I can't think of the word, not attached, disattached. What is it? Detached. It's right there, that word. It's right in front of me. Detached. And people are experiencing that and feeling that. And they're like, how do I reattach myself? How do I come back to this? How do I be a part of the body again? And, and all this stuff comes through, but we know it's God. It's Jesus. Jesus brings us back. Jesus is the answer to being reattached. He is. We get this so much. All of this stuff comes to our face. In Galatians, it says this. Let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. It says here, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. I, I love that. Do not be deceived. But then it goes on to say here, for whatever you sow into your flesh, into your flesh, whatever you sow into yourself, and when you have thoughts about that, it's not for me, it's not working for me. What are you doing you're sowing into your flesh. You're not sowing into the body. You're sowing into your flesh. God calls us to sow into the body. Sow into the body. And I love that. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. That word corruption in this passage is so good. Corruption basically means just disorder. Like, I'm confused. I'm lost. I'm not hearing properly. My thoughts are now corrupt. Some other thoughts have come in that aren't of the body, aren't of God, are now corrupting my thoughts and making me think that what I'm saying is the truth. And it's not. We need to be part of the body. These are the things. We say this so much, these corruptive thoughts that come in our head. I've been hurt before. I don't have the time. I don't have the skills. It's not my passion. But if you've been hurt before, don't you believe that God is the healer? And if you say, I don't have the time, but don't you believe God is faithful to provide for you? And when you say, I don't have the skills, but don't you think God is generous with his gifts to us? I see so many talented people all the time. Lots of talented people. I like this one here. It's not my passion. And I just think about Jesus before he went to the cross. And when he said this, when someone says, it's not my passion to do that. And Jesus said this. Uh, in Luke twenty two forty two, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. It's not my passion. Okay. So into that. When will you find it? 
You do, you do your passion, do your own thing. Okay. But what has God called you to do? What is God asking you to do? He's asking you to be part of the body and to sow into the body. It's not my passion, is corrupt thinking. <coughs> and I think of this, this, this was interesting to me. Jesus the Father, Holy Spirit, connected three in one, knew his, in his darkest time what was most important. He remembered his purpose. We need to remember the love of the Father in our darkest times, in the times when we feel dismembered. And our darkest times are those when we are, we're dismembered, I'm not attached, I feel alone, I don't feel like I'm part of this anymore and we seek it, whatever comes towards us, we go, that, maybe that's it and we try and validate it when it's so simple. God just calls us, calls us to be part of the body. And can I say this, when we say calling in church and you hear that, you say, oh, it's the calling on your life. It's not someone ringing up saying, oh, they called me and that's it calling when when jesus says this is your calling on your life what he's actually saying is if you if you do this you will be fulfilled in your life calling is being fulfilled it's not that you do this then you're, you're pleasing to me yes absolutely you're doing it in faith god is pleased by that but he knows that as you live out your calling you will be fulfilled not oh, i just do this and i'm suffering it's not true when you're doing the things of God, when you are ministering for God, when you are a servant of God and you are doing those things, you are fulfilled. I often think in my job, it's like, how do I do my job sometimes? And, and I think, I, I really don't know what I'm doing. I'm a little bit transparent here. My boss is just sitting over there. Actually, both my bosses are here today. But I, I often think, how do I do this? I don't know what I'm doing. But I'm, I'm faithful, Lord, that, that what you want me to do You'll reveal to me in the right moment and I'll do the right thing. But I'll keep trying. I'll keep trying. And there have been moments where I've been so incredibly fulfilled just because I've been faithful and hoped that I would see God show in this. In Galatians 6, 9 to 10, it says this. And let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone and especially to those, I love this, who are of the household of faith, especially to those who are the body, especially to the body. This is where I work. This is where people will get blessed. This is where people will find Jesus because of the body, because of the body. Do you know, you will grow so weary attempting ministry disconnected from the body. And I see this a lot. And people go, yeah, I, 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 this is my ministry and I can do this. It's like, that's good. Well done. I, I'm believing for you. I love you and all that. What body are you a part of? Are you part of the body of Christ or is this your ministry and where you see? You've got to be careful with that one because you will grow tired and then you'll come back to God and say, why is this not working? And he says, well, that's, that's of you, mate. <laughs> You're doing that on your own. You are detached from the body and you're hoping to be fed from the body but you're not attached to it you can't be fed if you're not attached it doesn't work and so i often think about that we grow weary and when we hear sermons like this we think oh this is another call out for people to come and clean the toilets or someone to come and vacuum the floor which would be cool if you're free we'd love for you to come and vacuum the floor 
But no, no, it's not about that. It's about being attached and being fulfilled in the body of Christ. That's the thing that God wants. And that's the thing that I'm passionate about. People coming in and living and breathing what God is doing in our community. That is the thing. But when we hear this message, we can think, oh, I don't know. How am I supposed to be a minister in this? How is every member here supposed to be a minister? I, I, I don't know where I'm at. And I like this. Minister here, this is something that I think is important for us to, to really be aware of. It's a less servant. The word minister actually means lesser servant. It's one who acts upon the authority of another. A minister, we often think someone like prime minister. It's like the prime minister still operates under the sovereign, don't they? They are a lesser servant. But you know, the Bible tells us that we are all ministers of reconciliation. And, and I love that. We, we are all ministers of reconciliation. I think I shared that last time I preached. But sometimes we can think, oh, I'm, I'm going to have to do this. And I think, and I know, sorry, that when we feel like ministry is something that's tiring, that's because we're not attached. I'm bold enough to say that out loud straight to everybody because that's the truth. We can dance around it and go, maybe it's because, you know, this and that. Like, no, you're not attached. You're not, you're not jumping in. You're not giving everything to what God has called us to do. And you feel tired and, and it catches on you and it wears you down. And that's what the enemy wants us to experience. He wants us to believe that I'm okay where I am. I don't need to jump all the way in. It's like a member at a club that comes along, like me, gymnastics, and everyone's cleaning up the mats, and I'm sitting there just waiting for Lily to finish her lesson. And everyone looks at me like I'm the biggest jerk, <laughs> just sitting there. And, and I am. I'm not, I'm not attached. I'm not attached to the club. So we don't go anymore, just by the way, because I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> and it's just because of that. But I'm that guy that's sitting there who's not excited about the gymnastics comp coming up and what does it do to the other people in the body? Like they, they lose their motivation. And they see it and they experience that and they go, oh, okay. We want everybody to be together. And we can't all be happy, excited people all the time. That's not the point. But I live and breathe it. Live and breathe it. And these people in the club, they just live and breathe it. They're like bending with their knees, properly picking up all the mats and all the SOPs that need to be done and looking for people to fill that out. And I'm like, no thanks. I remember uh, years ago, I was at a youth camp and um, we were sitting uh, in the meeting and it was up at um, Mylor Baptist Camp and they got this chapel up there that we all sit in. And there was like, it would have been like 250 kids. <clears throat> and if you've been up there, the chapel is probably like a third the size of this room. It was absolutely packed. And um, I was so tired because the night before, I'd been sneaking out and playing on the commando course uh, all night and didn't get any sleep because I was a good kid. And uh, I came back in. We're having this meeting in the morning and I'm sitting there and the guy's talking and I'm just going like this, trying not to. And I got to the point where I fell asleep and I fell off my chair. <laughs> There's so many people in there. No one noticed because everyone's like... There's all that hard floor. makes so much noise. Could not concentrate. <clears throat> so I got up and I thought, well, didn't quite get up because if you stood up, everyone noticed. But I kind of like shuffled on the stairs and just, I'm going to the toilet to a few people. I wasn't. I was just looking to go play on the commando course again. And, and I went out. And as I went out of the, the uh, chapel, I'm standing outside and I was just sort of looking over. And this guy comes in. I can't remember his name. He's a big guy. 
and uh, he has had a buzz cut. You, you might remember him, Dad. I forget his name. It was a bit awkward, and he came over to me, and he just grabbed me, and he hugged me. And when he hugged me, I just started crying, just like I am now. I don't know why. And, and it impacted me, and I was like, why am I crying? And he's like, it's all right, mate. It's all right. And he started praying for me. And then uh, he went back in and left me out there, <laughs> which was dumb. I ran off on the commando course and, you know, had a great fun the rest of the day. But I remember that moment. I was like, what am I experiencing? What was that? And I wasn't even in the moment. There was stuff going on in, in that room. And I walked out just like I'm not, not, not attached to this. And he came over and he pulled me in and he did this. And the next meeting and a couple of meetings after that, I was like, what, what's this all about? I was interested. He pulled me in. But he thought, I, I remember talking probably a few years after that and, and I saw him and I said, oh, I'm, I'm a youth leader now. And he says, wow, that's great. And, uh, and I said, do you remember this? And he said, no, I, don't, I don't, don't remember that. And I said, I remember it. It was so amazing to me and I, I could never put my, my finger on like what happened, you know, in the moment. I know now what it was, but back then it's like, I didn't know. And he's like, oh, that's, that's really good. Um, I'm really happy for you. And, you know, it was just it was a bit of a superficial conversation. But this is the thing. He, d- he didn't really remember it. And, and I think a lot of the times we don't do these things because we think they don't have an impact. But every time, this is a fact and this is a truth, every time you do something as a minister of God and you do it, it has an impact. Every single time. And it's so unfair that we believe that, oh, that didn't mean anything. Or, oh, that didn't matter when I went up to that person and just said, are you okay? Or when I shifted those chairs that time and Matt came out and saw it and thought that was the best thing ever because he didn't have to do it. Or when someone goes, oh, I want to do camera now. Or I want to learn how to help out in the cafe. Or, hey, do we, do we know anybody that needs food during the week? Every time we do something like that, it has an impact. It is a God-given impact. And we stop being ministers when we we think differently. And we think, my two cents means nothing. And we stop. And where do we have the right to do that? When do we have the right to do that? We don't. We just don't. But this is the thing. I'll get the band to, to come up if I can. It says this in Corinthians. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. It's never in vain. Never. It will always have an impact. I started off talking about being a member, and we went through that member checklist, and and, and I pray that something has spoken to you today from what God has placed on my heart to share But I know from my experience in life and from talking with many other Christians and people of the faith that the only way being a minister is easy and easy is when I'm a member. Because being a true member, living and breathing it, you naturally become a minister. When you find ministry hard, it's it's because you're not a member. And you need to be attached to the body. I need to be attached to the body in order for the byproduct of that to be ministry. It just comes out of me naturally. That's exactly how it works. And God calls us to this so many times in his word. So many times. 
So if this has impacted you today in a way, I would love to pray with you after the service. I would love for people to experience a freedom in this. I'd love for people to be free from their hurts. I'd love for people to be liberated today and find their salvation in Jesus from this. Because being dismembered, being detached is, is one of the worst things we could go through. In fact, if not the worst thing we can go through in our faith. Thank you, Father God. Lord, we thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, I ask today that uh, as people that uh, may be going through some of the stuff I shared about today and uh, the thoughts that are going through their head, Lord, that uh, maybe another Sunday I'll, I'll deal with this or maybe another week when it, when it really bothers me, Lord, I'll, I'll deal with it then, that, that those thoughts, I'll rebuke them right now in the name of Jesus. And I ask, Lord, that you, that you would cause those people to come and seek a reattachment to your body, Father God. A reattachment to your body, Lord, that they would be members of the body of Christ to experience fulfillment in their lives, Father God. And so today, Lord, I speak your blessings over everybody in this room. I speak your peace over everybody in this room. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Hope Central in Adelaide, South Australia. If you want more information about who we are, visit us at hopecentral.org.au or join us for Sunday worship at any of our three campuses.